Welcome to the old bastard martini lunch. This is a show about advertising and design creatives with an audience of one. Me. I'm Peter Morse. This is my show. understand there may be some others listening into this conversation and to you I say thanks I'm really only doing this to entertain myself so with that said I hope you find this to be as engaging as I do all right show number two continuing my interview with Ryan Holt in part one of my interview with Ryan he walked me through his journey from the Marines to the Art Institute, uh, and into some of his early professional experience. On this show, we're going to continue the interview with his move to Lincoln, Nebraska. So join us in our booth near the back as we share our stories and our drinks. All right, so refill. What are, what, what, uh, what are we going with here? For the refill, we went mm-hmm. with... Uh, a floral gin. Mm. Boy, is it. Yeah. Um, what if it was aviator? Mm-hmm. Aviator or is it aviation? Very floral. Mm-hmm. Um, you had me smell it. It smelled like uh, Chanel number no. five. Mm. Be kind. Peter Worth gave this to me <laughs> as a gift. So it's quite floral. It yeah. is quite floral. Yeah. Uh, still a bone dry martini. Mm-hmm. You just rinse the glass with vermouth. I'm still rocking the olives and you, uh, Gibson. So rocking the right. the cocktail line. I might have to. Okay, quick uh, sidebar here: gin or vodka when you're talking martini? There should be no preference. There should, by default, a martini is always gin. Mm-hmm. However, in the state of Nebraska, in which we reside, that is often mistaken because if someone orders a martini, ninety percent of the time they're asking for a vodka martini. So as an experienced bartender, I always ask what kind of gin you would like, and they go, oh no, vodka. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, so you would like a vodka martini. Traditionally, a martini being a gin drink, not a vodka drink. That is an alternate, that is an alt to the cocktail that you need to specify when you order. Me being a cocktail snob. Oh, sure. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all on board with that. But that also brings up my next question, which is, what is it with people in the fucking dirty martini? Because honestly, like, unless I specify, I'm going to get Brian in this. And, you know, years ago I was cool with it, but now I'm just like, you just, uh, like, uh, I'm just not, I don't need to drink the brine. I think it's also because we live in a small college town. Not small, but a not large college town where you don't have a lot of sophisticated, and that's kind of snobby to say, but sophisticated drinkers. Go all in. (laughs) But I can't knock the dirty martini because it gets a lot of people into martinis. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. And eventually you cut cut loose on the the brine and you just go for an up martini, which is just straight up... Gin and water and mm-hmm. gin and ice and then pour it in the glass. I'm good with that. So I 
I, I, from time to time, still do like a, a dirty martini. A little bit of brine, just to give me some saltiness. Um, it must be they're just going way too overboard with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I will also, as when I bartended at what is a cougar bar, considered a cougar bar, where older ladies tend to... Let me, uh, there we go. Good for you. Older, uh, middle-aged ladies tend to hang out. And yeah, that's my demographic, so... Yeah. <laughs> they would order uh, extra dirty martinis, which I like to refer to as the filthy martini. And that sounds disgusting. Being a half Filipino man with fairly big lips, I used to look at him and go, would you like a filthy martini? Mm-hmm. Oh, and they yeah. would eat that shit up, I'd get more tips, and everybody's happy. Yeah, nice. That's a great expression. I just, <laughs> it's just too bad this is audio. Like, I know, it's like everyone was a filthy. Oh, yeah. One more time. Filthy. Oh. <laughs> I think I might like it a little bit more. Uh, well, Mr. Morris, you need mm, to calm down. Mm. I'm a happily married man. Oh, damn it. Whew. Wait, happily is, uh, or faithfully? Uh, why can't it be the same? I've been told there's a difference. I, I agree with you, though. I am a happily and faithfully married man. Let's get you back on... Uh, back back to yeah, you're, back uh, to my origin story. Yeah. Shit, we haven't got out of Vegas. I know, we haven't. When does it get good? <laughs> does it? Ever? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Left Cal's boat and RV, picked up... This is interning at... Ad Agency in Las Vegas and Stage Right Publishing, which is no longer around, so I have no problem saying the name of it. Yeah. Uh, used to be Shadler Kramer Group. They rebranded when I started there full-time to SKG, so Shadler Kramer plus group. Working there as an intern, I did a ton of mock-ups. I think I spent 90% of my four months there as an, uh, uh, making mock-ups. Got really, really good at them. I walked into being, I guess, where we talked about ego. I walked into the group creative director's office and I said, uh, is there a full-time position? Because I think my internship's about done. And he goes, well, there's not. Have a nice day. So I ended my internship, um, still worked at the magazine, and then was looking for a job, looking for a job, looking for a job. Not having a full-time job supporting family, I was in a bit of a panic. Still, still working one half part-time job, going to school full-time, I didn't really know what to do. Right. Uh, and this is where I think things get interesting in the sense that um, there are those moments in your career where you're just like, what the fuck? Like, this is really shitty. Yeah. And uh, I feel like, you know, you get into those and those are sort of those defining moments of like, what do you do next? Like, how do you get out of this? Yep. And so how was that for you? Just um, stressful. But I mean... Obviously had more than enough going on to keep my brain occupied. How'd you apply for jobs? What was out there? Because this was years ago, so obviously... So, yeah, it was, what, 2004? I was using Monster. I think Monster yeah. had a lot of the jobs. And uh, Comarts, I think it's still around. Oh, yeah, yeah, Used yeah, yeah, to yeah. have their Creative yeah. Hot List. Yeah. So Creative Hot List was around. Um, and I was using that to find gigs. But the job, I think the job I found was just like on the silly newspaper um, classifieds yeah and it was JS products which was some holding company for tool manufacturers where they designed packaging and they hired me went to work my first day didn't really love it and the the senior designer was a real real big dickhead and like just completely talked down if not shitting on me most of the time I remember walking in on my 
fourth day and said to my creative manager, because it was her and I that got there at eight and everybody else came at 8.30 and I said, I can't really do this anymore. I think I'm gonna quit. And she goes, well, do you, I thought this was working out great. Do you want more money? And I said, no, it has nothing to do with that. I'm just gonna go now. And I walked out the door and I was, it, it was like just a million pounds lifted off my shoulder because it was either I continue working with this guy and pummel the shit out of him, have a lawsuit and get fired <laughs> or just walk away now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the time I wasn't, I was only about two years out of my Marine Corps mentality where I probably would have just put him in a chokehold and watched him gasp his last breath and which yeah. would have been fine. Yeah, well, I don't know. The world might have been a better place. <laughs> so I walked out the door, eight o'clock in the morning, made it home to take my daughter to the park. And I spent two weeks completely unemployed without any job went to the park every day welcome to my world <laughs> went to the park every day with my with my daughter awesome who, who at the time was two yeah and uh i got hired by this guy th three quarter time working about 30 hours a week right out of his house is this the guy i kind of talked to about a project yeah, Ma yeah matthias yeah he seemed cool yeah nice real nice dude yeah had this awesome dog named Crash, he's yeah. a Siberian Husky. He used to freelance production work from agencies and then would hire me to work to help him manage the workload. Yeah. And so I spent a 30 hours a week in his house cranking out just production work and paid me 15 bucks an hour. It was, it was work, it was hours. Yeah. It was on the side of town right well, by a school. And production I think is I think a lot of people just kind of shit on that, but like there's value in understanding that, do it. you know, yeah. and I think some people just kind of hop into work expecting somebody else to handle that business. But it's like, if you can do that, like there's, there's value to that. Well, then I think understanding the production side of it and kind of in a world where, you know, more, more of what we do is digital and there's not necessarily the production value, but there's still the like development front end programming end of it where that makes you better at what you do. So if you can spend the time as a young designer learning the finishing craft, yeah. then you're going to be better at the starting craft. Right. And I and I think a lot of people don't care to spend time focusing on that. And and I think it's that, not sexy, so I mean No. But I know I didn't either. And But I think the real geeks appreciate it a lot. Well, and I also think you've got creative directors that are gonna see that. And when I'm doing like book reviews, when people are coming in, like, ah, oh, you know, this is awesome work. And when you did this mock-up, or, or actually, actually, when you put the book together, these, you know, pages you cut are, they're just ragged, you know? Yeah. Like, look at that. Like, because somebody's gonna look at that and, and associate that with your attention to detail. And when I worked with Peter Worth, I remember like he would give me shit like constantly because whenever we'd have a presentation or something, and it's great because I he had a great eye for detail because I'd be cutting up stuff and like, we got this presentation, we gotta get this done, we gotta get this done. Cause <laughs> that's my it personality. It's like, we gotta get it done. We gotta put it in front of these people. And he's like, no man, it looks like, like somebody chewed the edges <laughs> off of this, like cut those, you know? So he was really good about that. And that's good because you gotta have somebody that's like watching out for that. But that being said, like somebody coming up, learn that that's just craftsmanship. And somebody's gonna see that you know, if you're on the edge versus somebody else, that attention to detail is going to make the difference. Yeah, I completely agree. Ragged edges made, made me think of, instantly think of uh, if you're 
X-Acto Blades too dull and yeah. cutting foam core. And Cut another that. one. Oh, shit. Like, chase it's the blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, what, what is the cost of that? Yeah, it's pennies. Change the blade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seconds. Yeah. But yeah, it's that, that attention to detail, the production side of it, the... They're really getting into the the fine things that make the finished product what it is. Yeah. And I and you know where I'm at now. I mean that's they pride themselves on you know the finished product and yeah. the quality that's put into it. So, and it got me used to doing the production stuff out of this guy's house because 30 days into that, SKG came back to me and said, "Hey, we've got this position to offer you. It's yours if you want it. Then you have to go in for an interview." Wow. Production artists come in just start cranking cranking production work. I never got that offer. Yeah. So, so the, you took it. I walked in. And yes. I was like, "Do I need to come in?" And mm-hmm. they're like, "Well, if you want." So I came in for an interview. Yeah. And it, and the the production manager at the time he's just like, "This is your job if you want it. Do you want it?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "All right, go talk to your friends." So I went out, hung out with a bunch of people I knew, and then it was Vegas, so yeah. you like snorted some lines of coke. No, and- we didn't. <laughs> I didn't snort any coke. No, no. No, I, no, I didn't. Um, two weeks later, uh, ten days later, I started. It was good for me to get into this agency. and You gotta get plugged into the system yeah. and kind of figure out where you're going from there. Working at a full-time within my craft, catching up. Catching up. Yeah. So you're not ahead. No, I'm, I'm oh, still yeah. catching up. So uh, You're still catching up. Yeah. Like, well, what, yeah, what year is day. This? Still yeah. catching up. <laughs> you're like three months out. Yeah. Of, <laughs> They're still right there, man. Every time I every time I flip over a desk or throw a tantrum, yeah, that puts me another six months back. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, it's just a little setback. You're close. It's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Always playing catch up. It's fine. That's that's how I live. Year um year and a half in the day of my senior show, I come back to work after doing my portfolio show in the morning, and they promoted me to junior designer. Oh, nice. So that was December 2006, March 2007. I quit and moved to Nebraska. So okay. I stayed junior designer there for, what, three and a half months. Came back to Nebraska and started working at Nelnet. Oh, well, well, hold on. Before you do, before we make this transition, what got you here and why? Fair enough. I think I mentioned my ex-wife. She was my high school sweetheart. Yeah. Common mistake a lot of Marines make. I don't know if that's a mistake. Yeah, we married. I married my high school sweetheart. We grew apart. That's a life experience. That's not a mistake. That's true. 100% okay. true. Okay. I have two beautiful, wonderful children yeah. from her. They are not. That's right. A mistake. I'm not buying into that. So, valid point. That do you have her number? I do. Pretty sure this will not be. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Keep it in. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, her and I were married. We had, before we left Vegas, we had our two children together. Because um, right... You're such right a Catholic. I was a Catholic. Okay. Right after, 10 days after I graduated from college, my son was, and then three months later, we moved out to Nebraska. So being back out here, don't have a job. You moved before, but you didn't have a position. I moved before I had a job. I didn't really? Know, didn't know anybody in Nebraska okay. doing what I did for a living. Right. Nobody. Right. So I was, I was on, on Yahoo looking up the big, uh, yeah. the big place ad agencies to work in. And I knew of Swanson, and I had applied to them when I was still in Nebraska or in Nevada. And I got the famous "sorry but no thank you" email or letter, like actual snail mail. Uh-huh. And then uh, talked to a bunch of places that aren't one place that's not around anymore. Right. Well, Fusebox, and then uh, this place called Haberfeld. I interviewed there, and I was kind of you know of them. Oh yeah, I know of them. Which. 
Most people around here don't even know of them. They don't even know that they're in they're, the shark building. They're a friggin' player. They're a so. monster. Yeah. And they're huge in what they do. Yeah. Small bank marketing, man. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I know all about them. Yeah. All right. They almost hired me. That would have been a great play, except you would have ditched them. Oh, yeah. Probably. Because you're But they dick. were going to pay me more money than I deserve. Um, I, I can't imagine that. Three months in Nebraska, unemployed. I was stocking shelves at a grocery store. Okay. At night. From 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Stocking shelves. I will say this. There's nothing wrong with good, honest work. That's true. And uh, I know for a while I was trying to land a position in Colorado for a long time. Like I'd moved out there after college and it was a very difficult market to get into for what I was trying to do. And it wasn't working out. Like I picked up a lot of freelance work, but we moved back here to Nebraska and I'm a hustler, man. I'm not just gonna sit around. So I have to, I have to make a living, you know. And so for me, it was, I'll just work at Target, you know. Yep. And that was me. And you know? like, I, I get that. Like, I have to make a living, you know. I mean, yeah, I, I know, know exactly. There's nothing that. wrong with that either, you know. A lot of it's, it too and, is just idle hands. Like you gotta, yeah. like you, like I got this whole day. I don't have a job. I need to be doing something. I yeah. need to be earning to at least cover some of the outgoing and, and there's this just this sort of just self-dignity i can't not do something i have to do something so that's kind of that's where i was at i i spent i think i spent less less than two weeks back in nebraska without a job and i finally looked at my ex-wife and i was like Listen, i got i gotta have a job i gotta like if i can't get on at these places and we know it's going to be a month with review processes and trying to, you know, hiring decisions. That yeah, I it's get not a job. like it's not a three day process. Yeah. I was like, I need something. Yeah. So I got this job stocking shelves at a big gr- local grocery store. Finally got on it, nailed it, and it was like this huge relief. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> uh, tell me about the interviews. How'd you get in there? Or the interviews? Okay, so hold on. I got I got to check the time. What do you What do you got to get out of here? Well, should we make a get a refill and then. Let's get into it. my work ethic a little bit. Oh man, yeah, let's do it. That sounds good. Alrighty, sir. Alright, there you go. Show number two. I'm making an effort to keep these things uh, in a, a shorter, more concise format. So it looks like we're going to roll over into another episode, which is great because any opportunity to sit with Ryan Holt and have a martini is uh, time well spent. Thanks again for listening, and uh, until the next time, enjoy another martini. I know I will.